name is Jerome Van Kuyken, and I want to talk to you about one of the dangers with Christian theology, and that is making Jesus too different from ourselves. Now, I teach children in Sunday school class, and one of the, of the things that I notice about them is that sometimes they think that the best answer to any question is, well, Jesus. And he can do whatever it is that he's doing because he's God. And so that takes care of any problems. That solves the problems that we're trying to wrestle with in class and in scripture really quickly. Now, just to be very clear, Jesus is God. But the gospel tells us that God became a human being in Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 tells us the Word became flesh. And so he became really one of us and entered into our history, our time, our space, our experience in order to save us. Now the early church wrestled with this issue of who Jesus is and is he really like us? Is he really human as well as divine? And so early on, we get hints in the later New Testament that there are some people in the churches who are really struggling with this idea. And sure enough, the next century after the New Testament finishes being written, the second century, we find that already there are heretics called docetists who believe that basically Jesus is a holy hologram. He isn't quite human. He appears like one of us, but he's sort of a phantom figure because they felt like God being so great and holy and spiritual surely couldn't get into contact with physical reality. And so the early church had to wrestle with that heresy. A little later on, they dealt with another similar heresy called Apollinarianism. Apollinaris was an early church theologian who said, well, yes, Jesus took on a human body in the incarnation, but he didn't take a human mind. Apollinaris lobotomized Jesus. In his view, the Word, God himself, the Son, took the place of a human mind in Jesus. And Apollinaris believed that this was the way that Jesus kept from sinning because he didn't have a human mind to be tempted with and fall into sin. And so the early church had to deal with that as well. And one of the slogans that came out of their battle against Apollinarianism was the slogan that the unassumed is the unhealed. In other words, if Christ hasn't taken on every part of who we are in the incarnation, our imagination, our intellect, our will, our emotions, our bodies, every part of who we are, then every part of who we are isn't healed by him. He takes on a complete human nature, however many pieces you want to break us up into. He takes on a complete human nature in order to heal every part of who we are. And so when we look at the New Testament, we find that Jesus gets tired and hungry. He falls asleep in a boat crossing the Sea of Galilee. He asks questions. He fights temptation. And we're told when he's dealing with temptation in the desert that he's truly hungry 
when the devil suggests that he could turn stones into bread. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he agonizes over fulfilling his Father's will. And he does that all for us. The book of Hebrews tells us that because we are flesh and blood, Jesus took on a complete human nature. He became flesh like us and was tempted in every way like we are yet without sin so that we could be saved, so that he could come near and be a merciful and faithful high priest representing us before the throne of God the Father, knowing what we go through, suffering with us and from us and for us in order to save us from sin and from death.